Hello and welcome to Social Media Weekly, episode 9th June 2021. Social Media Weekly is brought to you by Virtual Palace Marketing, rehumanizing your marketing experience. My name is Sean. This week's news, visual tracking is on the rise. With social media and tech companies being pressured to reduce tracking of consumer behavior via app tracking, which is uh, what Apple has been doing with their app tracking transparency um, by allowing us to stop to block all the apps from tracking everything that we've been doing, uh, brands have actually begun to explore new alternatives that can be harder to circumvent. And one of it is actually our social media visuals. Brands have now are now actively collecting social media images or videos that we share online in an attempt to figure out what we like. For example, Visual Insights by Uscan aims to help brands obtain insights from social media images by looking at identifiers like logos, age groups, clothing, surrounding, other objects, city, and other information from one image. And it also can figure out what activities we are doing as well. By doing so, they can figure out what coffee we like to drink, what clothing styles we like, what colors we like to wear, where do we often hang out, what we like to do, what we like to eat, and more. Of course, they can sell this information to advertisers and which advertisers can actually use to uh, kind of like profile our behaviors. Apple's ATT and Google's upcoming version of ATT is making it harder for third-party advertisers to collect information from us. With images, though, I think it's something Apple and other companies will find it very difficult to prevent, at least for now. Uh, so it's not as if you have a bunch of kind of like codes that are requesting information. And then from there, when you block the request through the code, and then people cannot actually, um, they cannot actually obtain this information. These are images, right? It's, it's up to the AI to create a layer to figure out what is in the image. And from there, um, profile you based on the images. So unless Apple and Google are able to come up with something to block this even. So yeah, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. So that's it. This uh, visual identifiers will not reach us very soon. It will take a, maybe a couple of years before it trickles down to our level, the consumer level, or the, you know, the mass market where everybody's able to use it. Uh, meanwhile, we will kind of start to face the drought of uh, tracking data. So before this happens, then uh, there will be a little bit of down before it starts to go up again. But it is nice to see and hear that um, something good is happening very soon. YouTube expands shorts to more countries. The easiest way to explain what shorts are uh, is actually it's YouTube's version of TikTok and Snap. Uh, short vertical videos layered with music. YouTube has been rolling out shorts lately to more markets. And the next round of availability includes UK, Canada, and Latin America. Shorts is a very good avenue for YouTube to expand their already strong relationship with the music industry, seeing that um, YouTube is, has always been the first platform where music production companies want to place their music, uh, music videos and all the music videos from their artists because that is where everybody goes to watch the music videos. It's a good discovery place as well. So with this collaboration and this, this kind of deals that they had, right, YouTube can actually further expand the use case of this, um, this team, this, this work that they already have with the music production companies. 
So um, then by adding the shorts, they can actually use it as like maybe, I guess, the, the short version of the long music. And when, they, when people want to listen to a long version, they can stay in YouTube and they can watch the long version. Maybe put a link or something. I don't know. In any case, um, Google's parent company, Alphabet, reported that Shorts is now getting up to 6.5 billion daily views, which is up from uh, 3.5 billion at the end of 2020. That's quite a lot considering the short period of time. And um, Google, uh, sorry, YouTube has also announced a $100 million funding to assist top short creators, top shorts creators with incentives. So it's the same thing that everybody else is doing. They, they are paying the creators so the creators can stay there and create more content and in turn will draw in more people. Uh, so if you are a brand that utilizes YouTube as your main platform, it is time to sharpen up your shorts skills on other platforms while waiting for shorts to reach your shores. So if shorts has not reached your part of the, the, the world yet, you don't have to wait for it to come. You can practice it with IG Reels, practice it with TikTok because the, the, the idea is essentially the same. And then once Shorts arrives, you can use it. You can immediately um, create the best content that you can using Shorts and be able to cater to your audience, which already are in YouTube most of the time. WhatsApp bringing new few new features very soon. WhatsApp is introducing an, a few nice features and capabilities in the coming months, which they hope will get us to agree to the new terms. The first is the ability to sync chats across multiple devices. At the moment, even though we can access chats on multiple devices, our mobile device, which is the core device that houses your WhatsApp chat, has to be nearby in the vicinity. If it's not, then you can't access the chat. Um, so this will soon change. The people at WhatsApp said that the most difficult struggle in this part is to get all chats to sync properly, even when a device runs out of battery. Uh, but they said that, they, that they've figured it out. I don't think it's very difficult to figure this out. I mean, Facebook has had a lot of success with Messenger that syncs across everywhere and Instagram's DM that syncs across everywhere. So the key to that is just to store the main copy of all the chats in their own server. So it, it was a very scary thing when you talk about having a copy of the chat stored in their server because it's no longer secure. But if all these chats are end-to-end -end encrypted, they don't have the encryption key. They can store it anywhere. And nobody will be able to access it theoretically. So this is just speculation. This is what I think that they figured out. Um, they are just trying to make it sound as if it's a very difficult feat. I don't think it is very difficult. But maybe a documentation will come out to explain what actually happened sometime soon, in which uh, if I find out, I'll let you guys know. So another one is actually the, the ability to bring uh, view once disappearing chats into the chat, something that is already available on Instagram's direct message and was popularized by Snap. They will also be introducing an iPad app. Good, which is something that I've personally been waiting for for a long time now. I, I could have, I could always uh, access WhatsApp from, from my desktop. Uh, from my mobile device, but never from an iPad because you don't have, I mean, fine, you can always get a third-party one, but I mean, would you trust a third-party app with your chats? I wouldn't. So it's good that WhatsApp is creating their own. So, okay, I, I do like this approach. I like the fact that um, 
WhatsApp has been trying to get us to agree to the new terms, right? And instead of trying to threaten us and scare us into all these uh, um, banners and pop-ups that will never go away and reduce the, the usage capacity of uh, the app itself, it is creating new values by creating, like, like giving us things that we have always been wanted, uh, we have always been wanting. And then by creating this value, then it will in turn make us reconsider leaving WhatsApp because the more you give us, the more we are willing to part ways with what little we have in terms of our data privacy in exchange for that added value. Clubhouse on Android gets updates. A few weeks ago, I reported that Clubhouse app for Android was bare bones and without some crucial functions. As of late last week, they have added the ability to link Twitter and Instagram accounts. Very important because people want to take conversation off the audio app for whatever reasons they can connect via Twitter and Instagram. They have also rolled out features that let users easily follow speakers and also learn about upcoming events on a club page. Another update allows Android users to directly follow people and clubs from within their rooms instead of having to go out and you know, do it separately. Uh, so for those who have been using iOS the whole time, you might find that you've always had these features. Um, you are blessed because Android users started off not having these features and they, these are these things that we've, take, be, that we've been taking for granted have just been enabled on the Android app. In a recent tweet, uh, Clubhouse said that they will be doing away with the invite-only format by the middle of this year, by summer. So um, we hope that that will start to bring um, more people into the fold and easier to, easier to use the app as well. Because I think last week or two weeks ago, I reported that there were 15 people, 15 million uh, people who downloaded the Android app but only 1 million have signed up. So there are 14 million still waiting for the for invitations. So by this being removed, they don't have to wait and there will be a massive surge in the, in the uh, user base of the app. India is unhappy that Twitter isn't following its rules. India knows that social media companies need to be on its country, seeing that it is currently the fastest growing in terms of technology adoption compared to anywhere else in the world. Uh, this puts the authorities in a position to be making demands and having them met. One such demand is the intermediary guidelines and, me and digital media ethics code, which means social media companies could be subjected to legal action if they fail to follow the code's provisions, which are aimed at regulating their content. Uh, it, it called for Twitter, Facebook, and WhatsApp to remove content within 36 hours of receiving a legal order. Yep, this is India's attempt at censoring content within its borders. The rule, the rule also requires these companies to have a grievances officer who would acknowledge user complaints within 24 hours. I like this because Facebook has been very bad at this. Um, you lodge a complaint and no one gets to you within weeks, months, nothing ever happens. Uh, a chief compliance officer and a contact person who will be available to law enforcement agencies 24 hours a day. Eeks. So uh, just, just in April of this year, two months ago, the Indian government forced Twitter to remove tweets critical of the government's handling of the COVID pandemic. This was during the massive surge that was going on in India. Everybody were tweeting about uh, what happened in India and how they completely lost control. So the government kind of strong-armed 
strong arm Twitter into completely banning all this content, at least in India itself. So um, this kind of creates a very dangerous precedence because Twitter has always been about freedom of speech and all that stuff, right? And if a country can come in and strong arm a social media platform into not um, allowing them to, to post or, or uh, allowing certain content to go out just because that company needs to be in that country because the market is growing, then the, the whole internet itself will be splintered into different parts where different parts of the internet will not have access to certain things as the other parts of the world. Um, yeah, this, is, this, isn't, this, is, this comes down to the whole internet democracy, net neutrality and the splinter net, um, which we have been talking about for a long time. So um, I guess there will always be a back and forth before a middle point is reached. Right, so that's all for Social Media Weekly this week. Social Media Weekly podcast is available on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Our full videos are available on YouTube, and we post bits and clips on Instagram and Facebook. If you like Social Media Weekly, it would really, really help if you could rate and review it on the podcast feeder of your choice or on YouTube so more can discover it and perhaps even like it. That's all for Social Media Weekly this week. It's 9 June 2021. My name is Sean. See you next week. Stay safe. Au revoir.